0: learning outside the lines podcast. I'm Anne Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. This week, I wanted to go back to talking about high school and give a little bit of reassurance for the people that often talk about doubting that they can homeschool through high school. A lot of people just don't think that homeschooling high school is possible. They don't think they have the knowledge base for it. It just seems like this kind of scary thing to homeschool high school. And a lot of people think that they really need to send their children back to public high school to finish out their schooling years. And I just wanted to share our example of how high school has been working really well for us. And I really want to share a great thing that has happened that really validates that what we have been doing has worked and that homeschooling is successful for us. So I really wanted to share a little bit about our background with language arts. So we have definitely done more of a brave writer style of writing And we definitely do not do a very formal language arts curriculum every year. We definitely do not. I want to share what we've done for my current high school daughter who is 17. She's a high school junior. And she has pretty much done a very kind of sporadic uh, language arts curriculum throughout the years that has worked well for her. One of the things that Julie Bogart with Brave Writer talks about is you really don't need to do grammar every single year. And I totally agree with that. We did grammar um, maybe third or fourth grade, something around there. We used Growing With Grammar for a couple years. We skipped a few years, and I think we used it again in seventh grade. And then we skipped another year, and then we did Word Roots, which is more for vocabulary. That was it for grammar. So we only really did kind of formal grammar for maybe three years. And then the word roots, which is kind of just a supplement to that. And then we, in those early years, did not use a formal writing curriculum. We used Brave Writer, which is a lot of free writes, a lot of getting your ideas out on paper. And we definitely did a lot of that but without a lot of formal structure, which I think was great for her because she's my creative daughter and that was really good for her just to get her ideas down on paper. And we also never did spelling. We never did formal spelling curriculum. We just, she did a lot of reading. We did a lot of reading and spelling was just one of those things that I just did not do a formal program for at all. Now, as she got closer to high school, we definitely did do a workbook writing program that I had used with my older son that I found was very succinct and practical and useful. And that was called Writing Skills. And there are four levels. There's a level A and then a level one, level two, and level three. It's just a very inexpensive, practical, expository writing kind of workbook. And I found that to be very useful and successful for us. It's not a whole big curriculum. It's just a workbook that basically shows the structure of Writing for different expository things, such as your five paragraph essay, your basic research report, personal letter, a business letter, those kinds of things. And I will put a link in the show notes for that. It was something that we did in, I think, maybe eighth and ninth grade, something like that. And mainly that was just to kind of check off the boxes as far as making sure that the formats for all those kind of core expository writing styles were all kind of taken care of. I just wanted to make sure that they were all covered. And so that was kind of why we did that workbook. And it was something that we were able to easily get through in a year. So I spell that out just to kind of share with you. That was kind of our relaxed style of language arts throughout the years. It wasn't rigorous, I guess, by many standards, but it was what worked for us and it really got the basics of writing down as well as, I think, really being able to put their ideas down on paper in a very non-threatening, non-intimidating kind of way. And that worked well for us. My daughter is in her third semester of taking college community classes. This is something that we're able to do in California where we live. She is a dual enrolled student. So she gets high school credit for the college classes as well as obviously she's getting credit for the college classes towards an associate's degree or towards um, transfer credits. So our plan is to have her continue on with taking these college classes towards her associate's degree. By the time she graduates from high school um, next year, she'll be not quite there, but pretty close to having her associate's degree. She'll only need to take a few more classes, and then she will go on to a four-year college. She decided to do this for a couple reasons. One was that, first of all, it's free for high school students to take college classes. So for those that have issues with money or they're just trying to save money or they don't want to go into debt getting a secondary education it was it's an it's a no-brainer to for us so she's taking classes for free she, like I said she'll have almost 2 years of of college for free by the time she's done but the second more important reason that she, is that she really wants to study abroad and not even just for one semester she'd love to do it more than that maybe different places maybe the same place she's not sure yet the fact that she started college earlier kind of gives her a little bit more leeway in her, in her timeline so that she can actually go and study abroad longer and not really lose out on any time going towards her bachelor's degree. So that's just a little bit of background, and I just wanted to share that with you. The reason I want to share that with you is because as she started her college classes and she had to do reports and she had to do essays, she got pretty good grades. Like it was pretty validating for me. She was getting 80s and 90s. And the 80s were more not so much her her ideas, but more of lazy kinds of mistakes. Like she wasn't uh proofing it well enough. So she was kind of not seeing that since the little red squiggly spell check line wasn't under certain things, she wasn't really checking them. So she was getting like there and there confused and were and where, you know, just really simple things like that, that she wasn't catching because she wasn't proofing it very well. And I really wanted her to go through this process on her own. So I only proofed like maybe the first or maybe two papers that she ever did. And then after that, I told her she was on her own because I really wanted her to learn how to do that herself. She wasn't catching on catching all those little mistakes. And so she was getting some points docked. But this was a good lesson for her because she's definitely somebody that wants to get a good grade. So those were all really good lessons. And I was actually really pleased with the feedback that the uh, professors were giving because it was all stuff that really she needed to pay attention to and that she just needed to improve upon. Her grades definitely improved as time went on. And just this weekend, she found out that she got her first 100 out of 100 on a research paper. She was thrilled and I was thrilled. And I'm sharing that, not to brag, though, of course, I'm proud of her, but to show that I'm not grading that. The homeschool teacher, her mom is not grading that. An outside source, her college professor is grading that. That's a very valid measure of her skill level on writing a research paper. She was able to follow the... MLA format and the citations and her, you know, presenter ideas correctly, and obviously she finally proofed it well enough. All those things are things that she learned in homeschooling and she was able to take those skills, use them in writing the paper. Someone else graded it and said, yes, you have mastered those skills and you mastered this paper. That is really validating, and I just really wanted to share that is kind of, for me, that's proof that homeschooling works. Obviously, every child is different, and every child have their strengths and weaknesses, and there are things that you'll have to work on more than others. But writing is one of those scary things that parents always are worried that, oh my gosh, I'm failing at teaching them writing, or oh, we should be doing writing or language arts a certain way. And there is no certain way. Like, it just depends on your individual child. So this is something that I wanted to share just to show that, you know, doing a looser, more relaxed version of language arts and us using the, the Brave Writer format it really does work it is something that really works and even brave writer now has way more formal things than when we first started they have a lot more online classes especially for high school and writing the expository essay and the research paper and things like that they have a lot more resources than they used to even when we started using her basic foundation her basic foundation pieces and her kind of core ideas they worked they totally worked her my daughter getting this good grade Is kind of just proof that you can follow a different format or a different structure than what the schools say you need, and you can still be successful and it can still work. The other thing I wanted to share about taking the community college classes is she has learned about using a syllabus, following a syllabus, following that outline, scheduling her time making sure that her assignments are in on time. I am not nagging after her. I It's not like kind of some of our other subjects that where I was in charge and I was following up with her and making sure that she was kind of on top of things. With these college classes, I am not doing that. I want her to really understand the responsibilities of taking college classes and that there is not a parent following after you, making sure that you're getting all of these things done. There's not you know your teacher saying this is due on friday have you done this yet have you done your background work college classes don't work like that the college professors could pretty much care less if you are going to get it done they're just expecting you to follow that syllabus manage your own time manage it well and get the assignments done on the due date a lot of professors do not allow late papers they don't care what excuse you have okay. so this has been a great learning tool for her as well. She needs to manage her time. She needs to understand about sticking to her calendar and paying attention to her different assignments that are due. She has three college classes. So she really needs to make sure that she can, you know, juggle those and get those done. I like that she's been able to do it as a high school student instead of kind of being trial by fire that a lot of freshman college students experience When they're thrown into a college situation, when they're away from home, they have always had that hand holding and they don't really know how to deal with it. And a lot of kids get stressed out and a lot of kids don't succeed. I like that we've been able to ease into it, so to speak, and that she's been able to experience this stuff in a kind of a different way so that when she does continue on with school and when she does eventually go away to school, I think she will be so much better prepared and more successful. So that is what I wanted to share today. I wanted to give a little bit of validation, a little bit of, quote, proof that homeschooling high school can work, and it really doesn't have to be as scary and as intimidating as some of us make it out to be when we're thinking about it down the line. I still have a nine-year-old. I still have a long way to go. So I'm still thinking of these things for her because I know her experience will be different than my older daughter's experience. I have an older son who is also in community college. He's taking a little bit different route. He's working on certificate uh, courses. And Again, he kind of went through a similar experience where, you know, his first semester he struggled, wasn't quite sure about how to do some of the assignments, and then got good feedback. And now this semester with his four classes, he's getting all A's. So again, it's a learning experience. But again, it validates that the fact that he's getting A's from someone else other than me shows that Even though we took a more relaxed, and even my oldest son was a lot more unschooling in high school than my daughter is, she's definitely a more academic track. But even showing that him doing unschooling and he's getting A's in his classes this semester show that they learn what they need and when they need it. So it's again very, very reassuring that when you look at some other examples and some other people's experiences, There's good and there's bad and there's challenging and there's successful, but basically what it all rolls down to is that it can work. You have to make it what you want it to, and you have to make it to work for your individual child. So that's what I wanted to share today. I hope you'll subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already so that you know when the next episode is released. I try to release every Monday. And I will definitely put all the links of things I mentioned into the show notes. I also want to share one last thing. If you are in the Southern California area, or if you'd like to come to the Southern California area, there is a great event being planned for February 1st through 3rd in Irvine, California. It's called Game School Con. You can find it at gameschoolcon.com. It is going to be all things game schooling and games and learning through games And it's going to be a fabulous event. For sure, I will be there. And I will put a link in the show notes for that. But I just wanted to put that out there for anyone that would like to come to Southern California for the weekend. Or if you already live here, it's in the early bird registration right now. So it's very affordable. And it's going to be a great, great event. So I just wanted to share that. Also, I want to encourage you to check out my Instagram at Latte Books 2 read and on Facebook at Learning Outside the Lines Podcast. So thank you so much for listening today. I hope I've given you a little bit of inspiration. And until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines.